Today we're talking about increasing prices. I'm David C. Barnett, and you're tuned in to Small Business and Deal Making, the broadcast podcast YouTube channel where I talk about buying, selling, financing, and managing small and medium-sized businesses while controlling risk. So if you're looking to take control of your future through buying a business one day, or if you already own a business and you're looking to grow or exit, you've come to the right place. I talk about interesting things, I talk to interesting people, and I answer your questions every week right here. So be sure to hit like, be sure to hit subscribe, and let's get to it. Hey, I got a great question that was sent in by Eric. Let me read it to you. What are some good strategies to increase pricing in different markets, but definitely in manufacturing? Would you send an email stating a certain percentage increase due to a certain reason? How could you maintain relationships with good paying current customers, but increase pricing on newer ones? Question mark. This is from Eric. Great questions, Eric, and thanks for sending this in. For, for the purpose of this discussion, we're going to keep this to a business-to-business -business sale. Okay, So I'm not going to be talking about increasing prices when you sell to consumers or homeowners or anything like that. We're going to be talking about selling to other businesses. Eric had asked about manufacturing. I think that the conversation about consumers is a little bit of a different one. So, um, you know, and of course the answer, Eric, is it depends, right? But, but let's peel into that onion and start to get into uh, a couple of the considerations that people have to have when they're thinking about raising their prices. So one of the attitudes that I've run into quite often is that people in business who are selling to other businesses that are shipping product on a regular basis, they get this idea that if they don't rock the boat, the orders will just keep coming. That because the customer is happy today, the customer should always be happy. And if we call them up and ask them, you know, to pay one or 2% more, that this will be the instigating trigger that will cause them to not want to do business with us. And you shouldn't have that attitude uh, because the truth is, is that your customer, whoever they are, are constantly looking at their own margins, their own pricing that they're getting for their product, and they're looking at your input as a cost into their overall process. And so if one day you met with them and they agreed to buy stuff from you at a dollar per unit, whatever it is, and then you provided good value and they were able to use your product and your, your, your service and the way you delivered it and packaged it, in order to create value that they further passed along to their customers, then they're happy with their purchase, right? They, they made the purchase, they continue to order more. And so if you go and not call on them and ask for a dollar two, it's gotta pass the same test, but it also, before you knock on the door and ask for a dollar two, it still has to pass the same test that it was making sense for them to buy at a dollar. And so sometimes B2B, enterprises can get into this thing where they they feel precarious in their customer relationship and they don't want to rock the boat when in reality you should be all up in your customer's business as much as you can all the time in order to understand what they're doing with your product or service to make sure that you continue to provide value and value does not always come down to price let me give you some examples um, in the world of toilet paper Okay, there's a lot, very competitive. It's often sold as a lost leader by grocery stores. And so they don't make any money on it anyway. So 
obviously then the grocery stores are most interested in whoever can produce the lowest price toilet paper, right? Not necessarily. They look at the total cost of handling that toilet paper. So for example, close to where I live, there's a, a paper mill and they make toilet paper. And they were quite famous about 15 years or so ago for breaking into a lot of new markets through an innovative way of distributing the toilet paper. So what they would do is they created these cardboard sort of pre-built displays of their toilet paper. And that was the shipping container. And the dimensions of this were such that it was easier to roll through um, on a pallet jack from the truck out onto the showroom floor in the grocery store. And then the clerk could very quickly use a little box cutter and just zip, 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 and then remove part of it. And the display would be built. Unlike the other manufacturers where the clerk had to take all the different packages of toilet paper, you know, one at a time and put them on a shelf, right? So even though this paper mill was asking for the same price, they were able to demonstrate a value in decreased labor costs for the grocery store. And they won a bunch of business because the, the stores that were buying this stuff could see that they would save like an hour of labor every time this, the display had to be created, right? So that was value, not through pricing, but rather through the way that they packaged, handled, et cetera. So I'll give you another example. Um, let's say you are a seller of popcorn, right? And you sell to movie theaters, right? Well, the cost of the popcorn kernels relative to the retail price of the popcorn in a movie theater is so small that if you asked for a two, three, 4% increase in your pricing, they probably wouldn't care. But if you were late delivering, they might switch suppliers, right? Because for them, it's not necessarily the input cost because their cost is so tiny in comparison to that retail price. For them, the value you deliver is all about having the product delivered on time and, and having, um, you know, a quantity available at the wholesale level that they could order if they run short. And you're going to make sure that they always have that popcorn because if they don't have it to sell, they're not going to make any money, right? So that's all part of the value proposition. Now, you have to examine your own inputs and your own margins and see how it relates. So for example, if your cost of goods sold in manufacturing is 90%, of what the retail price is, then obviously if your costs go up because of increased costs from your suppliers, then your margins will get squeezed if you don't increase your prices, right? And so your competitors are likely in a similar boat. And so when you look at one industry versus another, in some industries, suppliers have a great deal of power to be able to push price increases through because when you feel the squeeze and you need to increase your prices, your competitors are feeling the same squeeze. And so your customer may think, hey, he's increasing the price, you know, but then if they call around, everyone's increasing the price, right? So in relative terms, it stays the same. You talk about maintaining good relationships with good paying clients. To me, that's in actually talking to them and having that relationship because here's what can also happen. Um, I've seen instances before where people will try to have a legacy pricing schedule for older clients and newer people are made to pay more. Here's what happens. 
those older clients, if they don't face a price increase for a really long time, become increasingly resistant to a price increase. I ran into this when uh, my ex-wife and I bought a trophy shop. The lady who sold the shop to us hadn't increased her engraving prices in a long time. And so the competitor was charging like 40 cents a letter for metal engraving. And this shop was charging like 20 cents. So what, what did that create? Well, it created a real big expectation on the part of the customers that this is what the cost should be. If she tried to match the market rate, she'd be doubling the price. It doesn't matter that it's still a competitive good price in the marketplace. It would be hard for those customers to accept that big a jump. So if you're not increasing prices, what ends up happening is your good long-term customers end up becoming not such great customers because your margin on their business declines over time and then you're not making money on them, right? And that's that's no way to run a business. What you want to make sure that you do, in fact, I made a video called The Most Important Number in Business where I talked about gross margin, and we'll put a link to that here. Defending your gross margin is one of the most important things you can do. And sometimes if you go and approach one of your customers and you say, I have to make a price increase, obviously, the lower that increase is, the better and, and more easily had that conversation is going to be, which means you want to have the conversation frequently. So an annual increase is something that you should be shooting for. If your prices go up every year, if you think about insurance, taxes, labor, you know, inputs, your own costs, if everything's going up every year, there are, your customers' other costs are going up every year. It's expected that your price should be going up. It's when you don't fulfill that expectation that you lay the groundwork for problems down the road. If um, if you've ever worked in sales and uh, you have a different idea or a different opinion or a different experience you'd like to share, put a comment down below. I'd love to see that. And with that, thanks, Eric, for the great question. And we'll see you guys all next time. So how can you learn more about buying, selling, financing, and managing small and medium-sized businesses? Easy. Head over to my blog site, davidcbarnett.com, where you can learn more about me, learn how I work with my clients. You can learn about my books, courses that I've prepared for you. You can also find out all about how to subscribe to my email list, the YouTube playlists, etc. There's literally hundreds of hours of content there, all for free, and I'd love for you to be my guest.